after a while, <clears throat> your social life revolves around this church. Mm-hmm. Everything you do, every waking hour, with the, with outside of going to work or going to school, right? You are expected to be with another member of the church, right? Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin. Hello, and thank you for listening. I wanted to pause for a moment and provide some thoughts before we begin. First of all, I'd like to thank all of those that have tuned in and have listened to the first couple of episodes of the Reclamation Podcast. We've been working on this project all year, and we are delighted that you've joined us. I've spent this past week interacting with former ICOC members from all over the United States and from different parts of the globe via social media. People have shared their experiences with us. I can't deny it, but I'm honored that someone would consider us worthy of telling their story too. I would like for the audience to bear with me a moment as I address the former members of the International Church of Christ. The Reclamation Podcast is about reclaiming your story, our collective stories. The Reclamation Podcast seeks to provide a space for others to either share their stories or to listen to the stories of others. This is our experience, this is our history, and we get to tell it. With that being said, the Reclamation Podcast isn't just limited to the International Church of Christ. As a matter of speaking, the Reclamation Podcast isn't really about the International Church of Christ. The Reclamation Podcast is for anyone that has ever experienced being in a cult or a cult-like group or a high-control organization. The story isn't limited to the ICOC. And now, speaking of stories, let's get back to the conversation between Cousin Eddie and I. This conversation isn't just about getting caught up in such a group. Instead, it's about how someone can get caught up in such a group. Oh, good question. These these things. Okay, so what the church believed was that to be a Christian and to be a disciple is the same thing, right? Because the word Christian is not used in the Bible much. Okay. It's used maybe three times, I think. But the word disciple is used repeatedly, Mm -hmm. right, to describe a Christian. Right. And so the expectation for this church is that, okay, now that you know better, you have to do better. Mm -hmm. And when when we say know better, you know more about the Bible. And we know that... Christ lived a certain way, so you have to emulate that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you have to do is also become a fisher of man and recruit other people. Okay. So in order for you to be a member and just on the surface, you got to read your Bible every day. Okay. You got to pray every day. Mm-hmm. You have to invite people to church every day. Okay. You have to go to every single church service. Which so the, we, we would have church service like maybe a few times a week. So the first two of those four <clears throat> things, they can't truly prove. 
Right. They can't truly prove because because Cause it, cause right because they're not watching you read. They they don't go which did you read today, right? Okay, great question mm-hmm. because <clears throat> and I hope for the people at home. I hope we're not getting uh, too far ahead of ourselves. But to answer your question, how would they know? We would we created this hierarchy where we had like a a, a buddy system. Okay. Right. You would have some. We call ourselves what disciples, right? Yeah. So, as a as a as a young convert, I would have somebody assigned to me that was called my discipler. Okay. Right, and right. this person was, in essence, like a big brother, uh, uh-huh. a supervisor, right. so to speak. And it was my job, my responsibility to be in contact with this person every day. Right. So Just I would. By pre- phone by phone or meeting them or whatever. Like, let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say you're my discipler. Mm-hmm. You'd probably call me up on a Monday, say, hey, man, how's it going? Man, things are going cool. All right, man, listen, meet me for lunch at, uh, at such and such, right? At this, at this time, at this place. All right, cool. Then I go with you and then I would discuss with you what I'm reading about in my Bible. I'll discuss with you who, who it is or what it is that I'm praying about. We might even study the Bible together. We might even read the Bible together. We might even pray together. How often would someone maybe ask someone to go do stuff like that? Would you Would you get asked all through the week? Uh, it was uh, some people were asked every day. That's a big expectation. Some people I mean, were that, asked every that's day. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. Uh, for me, I, I was asked uh, regularly. Regularly, that was a regular thing. Like you, you meet with the people from the church because what happened was. After a while, <clears throat> your social life revolves around this church. Mm-hmm. Everything you do, every waking hour, with the, with outside of going to work or going to school, right? You are expected to be with another member of the church, right? What we would call the body. Mm-hmm. You are expected to be with a member of the body every day. Okay, every single day. So to answer your question, um, you know. Reading the Bible wasn't necessarily. What did you say? Uh, policed or or checked on? Yeah, like how? Like if these were? I, I guess. I guess mainly the question was, it was for the for the initiation. What was the What was the moment okay, where so, they go? Okay, now you are actually in. okay. So then that's when that's when uh, okay. So so uh, um, I don't want to uh, mess it up for the audience, but to go back to what you said, how did you? No, you were a full-fledged member? Right. Okay, so you had to read your Bible every day. Yeah. You had to pray every day. Right. You had to invite people to church every day. Mm-hmm. And yes, somebody would check up on you with that. Sure, yeah. Right? Somebody would call in. That the, makes sense. The yeah. person who's, who's, who's bringing you in, who's studying the Bible with yeah. you. Because you're not studying the Bible with random people. No. If, if I invited you, it's my responsibility to... Become do, the discipler? Do all these studies with you first. Okay. Do all these lessons, these seven lessons, seven or eight lessons with you. Okay. Right? So it's not just a random person. <clears throat> and then once you do that and then, and then, you, bec- and then you start attending all the services, you do that and, and then you get baptized. Okay. So that's, that's, the, that's, the, uh, that's the finish line. Right. That's the finish that's line the of the degree. initiation. That's the degree. You're, you're on stage. Your degree is you, you go get baptized. <laughs> you're all in line. <laughs> Oddly enough, there were some people that would get baptized on stage on a Sunday service. 
that would oh, happen. Oh, is it not all like that? No, no, no. I, I, so me, I got baptized on like a Tuesday night in someone's basement <laughs> in like a metal, in a metal tub. Get out of here. And that shit was cold as hell. But it was. It and was who there. was presiding over this? So presiding would be the person that studied the Bible with you. Other disciples. Is he the one doing it or is it like the main person? Nah, he would be the one doing it. You see, because. So he it, has the ability to Because in, in the Bible, in the Bible, what we. One thing in, in our church that we. Um, in that church, rather, that, that was instilled upon us was. I think it was Matthew 28. Matthew book 28. And and before Jesus ascended to heaven, uh-huh. he said to his disciples, go and make make bap- excuse me, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in, in the name of the Father, the right. Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. And we took that literal. Sure. So it was like, nah. As long as I'm a disciple of Christ, a Christian, then I'm authorized by God. To baptize you. So you're so you're in a basement with your discipler. Yeah. Yeah. And then a couple other people from a couple of other people, friends of mine that I've made in the in the in the church and, and the owner of the house. <laughs> who Which was had nothing to do who, with No, the he church? did. He did. He was a member of the church. He was okay. a member of the church. Now you say a metal tub. Metal tub, yeah. Uh what kind of a metal tub? You never seen one of those metal like You mean like they used to old school scrub clothes in? But like, like a, big ass, big ass tub, big enough to hold a, hold a human. Like that. Like yeah, like you said, the scrub. Rounded the, on the ends, mm-hmm. comes down. Galvanized oh. metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I was in oh, a basement. Your tetanus shot. In in Yonkers, New York. And then I had a and then there was, was the a guy nice? I don't know, it was a basement. I don't know. Not like this though. <laughs> Shout out to the basement. Shout but out nah, to the basement. it was just it was just the basement. It was somebody's house. It was like you know a member now, of the church. I've seen the the baptisms in uh, like a lake. They'll dunk you in the lake. What did you do? It was for like this? that. It was just like that. Your whole body was submerged. Submerged, bro. You're in clothing. You're in clothing, t-shirt and shorts. You so you, in your t-shirt. You step into the and it's step just in, cold water. It's just water, and then they warmer. I, I told you earlier, it was cold as hell. Now, let me ask you this. Is it specifically cold or you felt because because it's the same as like getting into a lake and then getting used to it? No, it, it doesn't. It, it the temperature high. doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it, it, that's that's irrelevant. I, I was just upset that I was inconvenienced with cold ass water. Oh, no, no. But what I'm saying is, did, did they try and at least make it warm or is the idea... No, no, uh, no, no, no. I, they just pour water in. It was just like, let's let's just hurry it up. You know, it, it took like what, like fifteen seconds to to get baptized. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. But it was just cold water, man. I just I just wished it was warmer. That's all, man. Experience shout out to warm water and tubs. Shout out, shout out to warm water. <laughs> shout out to warm water. That should never ever be. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That should never be forgotten. Never, never be taken for granted. Yeah, exactly. God damn it, <laughs> it is not a right. It is a privilege. You love your warm water if you've got it. She. Anyway, <clears throat> um, so yeah, so I remember there was a. G- <laughs> I actually baptized a few people myself. Okay. Okay, and I remember one guy. One guy we baptized in the Central Park Fountain because we didn't have nowhere else to go. It was like a Wednesday night, and it was like, "Yo, this guy's ready to get baptized, man. What are we gonna do? Uh, let's go to Central Park. All right, cool. We out." And we just, "Yo, you ready?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm ready." 
We baptized him right there. Another guy, I used to live in Brooklyn. I used to have an apartment in Brooklyn with some roommates, and we baptized him in the bathtub of the bathroom in Brooklyn. All right, let me ask you something hilarious. <laughs> okay. I, this is going to crack me up. Okay. Are you telling me that so that, so let's 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 go to this guy's ready to get baptized. Let's go to Central Park. Yeah. You did the baptism. Yes. Did you stay outside of the fountain <laughs> while you baptized him and stayed nice and dry? Nah. Or did you get in there with I him? I had to go in there. I had to go in there. Because <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> if you're like, all right, man, get in. <laughs> Is it cold? <laughs> all right. Nah, you had, you had to go in there because, you know, what it looks like. Like you said, you've seen the images where you 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 uh, the person standing yeah, and they like hold their head and they just kind of yep, yep, dunk them and pull them back up. Yeah, so that that was it. Now, are you guys going there already in shorts and tees for that particular instance? Yeah. No, it was like, yeah, we got to make this work. I don't know how. Yo, strip down your underwear, man. Go get baptized. Let's go. And then oh, keep so moving. you guys were at a. It was impromptu. Right. So you guys were somewhere where you couldn't just go get ready. No, no. No. So you got you guys stripped down your underwear or stepped in. I stripped down my underwear and stepped in. Yes. Is that is that legal to go into that fountain? Um I've always wondered that actually. I, but I've seen that. Um I, I don't know, but um I don't it, know what law be. would be broken. But I, I don't know. Yeah. I if there were police around that at that moment, we would have found out for sure. For sure, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we 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 went we we straight up homeless man style. <laughs> just went into the bath, into the into the fountain in Central Park. I want to know how many times that's been done now. I, I would imagine it's been done quite a few times. So you don't think you were the only one? Definitely not. No, definitely not. Because that'd be pretty amazing if you were one of five, though. I'm definitely not one of five. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because one of the things, because all right, so because there was a guy who, because remember, remember, I told you to be a, to be a member of the church, you had to complete these seven studies. Right. Right. Yeah. And 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 it, sometimes people took people di- took different amounts of time. Right. Some people took a week. Some people took a month. Some okay. people took a year. You okay. know, to complete this initiation process where they felt they were ready. So okay. this particular guy that we're t- that I'm talking about, you know, he was studying the Bible for a while, and you know, was he ready? He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. And then one day he's like, you know what, man, I'm ready. And this was after like a church service in the middle of the week. We had we had what's something called a midweek service, right? Mm-hmm. In the middle church service, literally in the middle of the week, like on a Wednesday evening. And uh, it was in it was on Sixty Sixth Street or something like that on the West Side. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was and it was like, yo, you ready? He was like, yo, I think I'm ready to get baptized. Like, wait, what? You ready? And then you know you tell the other people around, yo, he's ready. Excuse me. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. Where are we going back to? I don't know. So then somebody brought up the idea of Central Park because they did it before. I feel like this is like two kids saying that they're ready to have French kiss for the first time. Oh, God. And they're like, where do we go? (laughs) And they're really excited. (laughs) Oh, man. <laughs> is the basement free? I was not expecting him to say that, folks. Um, I just, I just want, I just want the record to show. I just want the record to to demonstrate. I was not aware of that. But yeah, so that's that's where it would happen. Any time, any place, somebody could get baptized. Now, what was your what was your full length in the 
I, I'm not saying this to jump ahead, but what was the full length of time that you spent in the church? About nine years. So uh, I got in at wow. 18 and I left at around uh, uh, 27, 27 years old. Wow. So we're talking about 95 to, to 2004. Wow. So how many, uh, how many people do you think you recruited? Over, over that, the years? Over that time. Uh when you say recruited, you mean like fully baptized or people that I attempted to recruit? That's a good question. I guess it's two different numbers. So which one would you like? So attempt. <clears throat> All right. So you were expected to, we would call it share your faith. Okay. Yeah. Which is really inviting people to the church. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're expected to invite people to church every single day. Well, I want to. I want to go back. I want to go back a little bit and answer your question. Um, altogether, I baptized about nine or ten people. Okay. Into the church that I brought, I re- that I recruited and brought into the church and baptized into the church. Aside of that, I've studied the Bible with hundreds of people. Okay. Hundreds of people. Um, I invited. If I'm inviting somebody every day, 365, for nine years, we're talking like, I don't know, yeah, well over that? a thousand people, yeah. right? Well over a thousand people, well over 2,000 people, if, if, that's, if, if I'm doing that. But yeah, and I would study the Bible with people that were in my high school. Mm-hmm. I would study the Bible with people that were in my, in, uh, in my college. Were you successful... In recruiting, not necessarily following through all the way, but actually getting people daily. Daily, daily was hard to do. Yeah, daily that's, was that's, hard to that's do. A big thing, that right? Has. Like having people come in daily, that was hard to do. But I would get them in regularly. You know. Yeah. Um, maybe once a month, I'd probably have a visitor. Is this viewed by the church as your your uh, this month's top salesman? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you'd have really underperforming people where they're just like, "Yep, dude, you gotta go." Yeah, yeah. And then you got or, or somebody guys or somebody or somebody would talk to that you. They're like, "Jeff brought in thirty-five people on Jeff, Wednesday." Yeah, <laughs> uh, dude. Yes, but the thing is, though, the thing is, that's how we measured spirituality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we measured success. Of, yeah. Right. The like spread of the word. Right. D- not just the spread of the word, but how many people were you bringing in? Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's that's how we measured success, mm-hmm. and baptizing people is not something that happened all the time for people. Right. That's what that was. That's that's what the goal was. Mm-hmm. And so, I remember when I was in in, the, in that organization, I really wanted to take it far. Like I thought I was going to be a lifelong member, yeah. right? And I really wanted to aspire to to the levels of leadership. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to be that guy that gave that sermon that I went the first day yeah. and inspired people. It inspired me to want to be a member. I, I wanted to do that, right? And but what I learned was that the church was um, was was just like any other organization out there because that didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. We thought it mattered, but it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. They had their own motive, their yeah. own ulterior motives. They had already selected the people that they wanted to be leaders. You know, mm-hmm. handpicked. Under the guise of, oh yeah, you know, this person's spiritual, this person's not spiritual, but it's like, 
Yeah, and at the end of the day, it, it is still a business that churns a lot of money. Yeah, you know, and so and so, so I thought I thought I was going to garner f- uh, favorship with the leadership because I was bringing in people on a regular basis, right? But um, that's that that wasn't the case. That really wasn't the case, and uh, that upset me. You know, I can't I can't I can't deny that that upset me. Now but, here's a question for that's you. That. Do you think much like in say a workplace where there might be um, stunted growth for uh, minorities or say uh, uh, women, for example, do you think that was within the church as well? Can can you say that again? In in businesses that might not recognize minorities as um, people that they'd like to elevate, mm-hmm. or say women in a very um, uh, very male centric mm-hmm. um, industry or something. Do you think that was happening in the church as well? Do you think that people were? Do you think that people were left out because they say they didn't want to see a, a Hispanic guy have a certain position? <sighs> or? I'm sure there were some 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 religious undertones there, but um, yeah. I, I I don't know them in full. I just know them anecdotally and racial undertones. Racial undertones. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and. Um, but some of the people that are going to be speaking with us on this podcast, you know, they, they'll, have, they'll have some different stories and they'll be able to shed more light on that. I'm sorry to stop you there, but we've now come to my favorite phase of this program. Now we get to hear from other people. Now you get to hear different voices and understand different perspectives on how they got drawn into such an organization. Join us next week as we speak with our first guest, Dr. Michelle Melton. There are ways in which people that are in high control groups and cults are able to be persuasive, right? But that doesn't mean that their targets are just weak-willed, can't think for themselves, don't stand for anything. I just got to pause for a moment before talking about myself and just acknowledge, like, it has been two decades it's been two, you, you didn't have to say that part. You could have well, just I mean, went with 21 years. You did not have to say that. Because that, that, that stereotype was so internalized, like, yeah. oh, if I admit this, then people will see that I was a weak person. And you begin to mm-hmm. believe and, and buy into that. Uh, very simple. I joined. When did you join and why? For more info on the Reclamation podcast or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin.